Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We want to thank all of our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I say I don't know if you saw, uh, I don't know if it's still going on today or not, but they are running a, a sale. Uh, just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and it'll take you to their My Shopify link, and uh, you can get a, a good deal right now on some Strange Brew Coffee for the holiday season. But what better way to wake up on Thanksgiving morning? Than with, with the blueberry cobbler with a hot aroma. Mug. Yeah. That's the best part of waking up, they say. That should be their slogan. Well, if it wasn't for the fact that it's someone else's. Oh. How about, it's good to the last drop? You know what? It just it seems kind of repetitive for whatever reason. It seems like I've heard it before. All right, we'll think. We'll get back to that. We'll think more on it and try to come up with a better slogan <laughs> uh, for them. The taste is going to move you. Possibly. That was originally Pepto-Bismol. So, it wasn't. So. I, I, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just, just kidding. Emodium. <laughs> that that wouldn't the, move you. the opposite. That's the opposite, That's the opposite problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you move over to, to stretch for coffee house, I guess. I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> all right. Ah, I can't wait to see what we come up with for College Corner now. <laughs> of course, collegecornerstore.com. That's where you want to do your online shopping this holiday season. They may not play the Egg Bowl, but you can still be dressed in your team's colors. Yeah, it's true. They don't ever... They never cancel <laughs> games at College Corner, one way or the other. So go to the collegecornerstore.com or visit one of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Fleet. They're over by Fleet Feet in Ridgeland. They're over by the Half Shell in Flowood. And whatever you're looking for, maroon and white. Or as my, my, my podcast partner here, uh, has, I mean, I, I'm going to give you away here, Joel. You're wearing a Mississippi State pullover. Is but it, it's black. Is it? It is. I'm an, uh, I'm an unbiased, objective journalist. Continue. <laughs> White, maroon, black, gray, whatever color you're looking for under the rainbow, they'll probably have that over there at College Corner. We are only you know a few days away at this point from the end of the year, and that means your business is going about to restart things. You want 2020 to be your most profitable year ever. You need to get your technology, upgrade it, and start running that top-of-the-line stuff. You need to call Advantage Business Systems and find out how they can help you. Find out how you can put 46 years of experience to work for you just the way it's helped Hundreds of businesses throughout this state for the past four and a half decades. So call them today, 844-833-6245, or visit them online at absms.com. You can find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Let's start with this. We'll start where you want to. I will be amazed if this game actually happens. Kind of sounds iffy. So let's let's try to catch up as much as we can. And honestly, you know, we were recording... 
on a Thursday. So it, it's entirely possible that you know, it's entirely possible by the time you listen to this podcast, the game has been canceled. So God bless you if you listen to three hey, P's for a game that doesn't even happen. We love you. We love you. Yeah. Um, what we know, Mississippi State is down to fifty-five players total when you take into account opt-outs, transfers, and season-ending injuries. Fifty-five, and that, and that I think that also includes the number of not season-ending injuries, but players that they have fifty-five players available this weekend. COVID testing is happening as we're probably as we as Joel and I are recording at one o'clock on a uh, on a, a Thursday afternoon. afternoon. Those results should be made available Friday by Friday morning, which is when last week the Georgia Missouri game was canceled, as I recall. So if State has three guys out. This game's not happening. It doesn't have to be three positives. Doesn't have to be three. Well, no, no, it doesn't have to be three positives. If if KJ Costello is one of is not one of these fifty five players, and Will Rogers is is a contact trace, which I don't think he can be. I don't think that he can be, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, that's true. I I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend to play doctor anymore. Yeah, I'm all not right. Either. Everybody's like, oh, if you get it once, you, can you? I don't know. So, th- this game and honestly the season. Hangs by sort of a razor wire here. There's not, there's no more wiggle room for Mississippi State. They need a clean bill of health if they want to head to Athens. And even if they do get it, they're going to head to Athens down 30 players. Which, despite what some Ole Miss coach slash used car salesman want to tell you, uh, you know, because he he got a little in his feelings. Because you know, hey guys, you know it's it's different when it's injuries and transfers and COVID versus the NCAA mandated you lose scholarships because. You were cheating. Different situation there. Sorry, I'm getting a little of my feelings here. Uh, People just coming at you today. I'm popular. I'm. I don't know if "popular" is the right word, but I hope my man Rob is listening. Controversy creates cash, Brian. Bischoff had that right. There's no question <laughs> about that. Um, so yeah, I will be pretty surprised if State heads to Athens to play this game. We, do you agree with that? Yeah. Because all it takes is, like I said, it doesn't even have to be three positives. It could be one guy, mm-hmm. and then if two guys were sitting next to him, yeah, ball game. Yeah, I if, mean, if one receiver has it, probably not going to happen. But basically, if State gets a, a positive, it feels like it's not going to happen. Because if you get one positive, you got a contact trace, and I guarantee you, he was around at least two more of his. Exactly. Teams. No question. Right. About I mean, and the question then goes to. Some of the stuff we talked about a minute ago, like can can or some of the guys kind of considered immune because they've had it previous. I don't know, but what we do know is you can ill afford anything. And then, I mean, let's play this out a little bit. Let's say they get to Georgia and they play Georgia, and somebody pulls a hammy and and somebody else twists an ankle. Yeah. Then next week. COVID be darned, you're, you're not you playing. may be in trouble just because you've yeah. went under with just regular old injuries. Um, yeah. Depending on when other people come off the COVID. Uh, yeah. well, that's the thing. We don't have the timeline for who's out right now and when their time started. Yeah. And, but yeah, for the rest of the season, every game, going into every game is going to be a, I, mean, I don't know if they're going to play it or yeah. not. Now, eventually, you know, some of these, these smaller, and smaller is not the right word, more minor, I don't know, injuries will... You know, heal themselves up a little bit. You would think, and maybe you get a couple guys back here and there. And right now, but every this weekend's number, not that weekend. Every number is critical. Yeah. So, like I said, by the time you listen to this, it might not happen. We're going to proceed like it would, though, and we're going to preview this game as we talked about on yesterday's show. As Palmer Thoms told us, or Toms, I'm sorry, told us, 
Uh, JT Daniels is getting the start. I saw a great tweet. I think it was uh, Peter Burns. I, I could be wrong, but how mad are Georgia fans going to be? Because State's a good defense. They're a good litmus test. Mm-hmm. If he comes out there and he throws for like 450 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns, how mad are they going to be? Like, we could have just been doing this the whole time. Yeah, all year. I, mean, I know in week one he wasn't medically clear, but he was in week two, and they could have just moved forward. That's why you brought the kid in. They said that there's never been a uh, a greater discrepancy in want the kid to want the transfer to look good than there is this. Normally, a transfer comes in, or you change quarterbacks. You're like, man, I hope he looks good. And no, Georgia fans are like, man, I hope he's not good because I'm going to be so <laughs> mad, so mad. <laughs> I'm going to operate under the, the impression that Daniels is a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he was a top high school quarterback in the country. Uh, you know, he went to USC, loses his job due to injury, and now he's at Georgia. I, I think you know, I think Jamie Newman saw enough of him in practice to know I'm, I'm not going to win this job. I think he's going to be pretty solid. He's got solid weapons around him, but MSU's defense is good, and you do have to factor in that Daniels is going to be rusty, hasn't played in a game. So, honestly, I think State's defense early in this game, before State's offense just grinds to a halt and, and they can't do anything else and it's just three and out, three and out, three and out. I would love to go back, by the way. Remember, you, you did that stat. Remember prior to the season about three and outs? Oh, yeah. How many three and out? Yeah. I guarantee it's, it's adjusted itself a full maybe two or three percentage points in this season alone. Maybe so, yeah. But I think early on State can be successful against this Georgia offense. M- maybe. Uh, okay. You would think so, based upon what State's defense has done in the past, but you've got to remember there's no more Fred Peters back there. There's no more Marcus Murphy back there. Uh, there's no more Nathan Pickering. Um, the depth has taken a tremendous hit, and that's just the guys we know. Right. We don't know. We don't know who's not. In. I mean, for all all we know, I don't want to throw out a random name because somebody will think I'm reporting it or something, but what if one of your defensive ends – that you've been relying on all season, pick one, you know. What, what, what if they're out too? Uh, what if, what if, what if, you know. Uh, you could. We don't know who's in and who's out, is what I'm saying. So you might have a depleted defense. And, and that affects everything. I mean, all we can do right now is play ifs and buts because you don't know. But we know with who's out, that's a tremendous blow. And you have to assume there's probably another guy or two that we don't know that's out. That's out, and yeah, that's a very, very fair assumption. And so, sooner or later, I don't care how good a defensive coordinator Zach Arnett is, you just run out of guys that you can rely on, and so, he, and so you wonder if that'll happen. So here's what I, I would say to that, though: is I feel like Arnett and Leach are like the opposite sides of the same coin, and what I mean by that is this: I think what's holding State back is 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 the the scheme. On offense, and I think what's holding what's holding it together on defense is, is the, the scheme. scheme. Because there's no way you look at that team and say, "Well, they just got it." You know, 2018 when you had Simmons and Sweat and Abram and all those guys. Okay, talent. You know, you could have run almost any scheme, and those guys would have been successful. I mean, who are the f- surefire NFL guys on this defense? Even a guy like Errol Thompson isn't a surefire. He's not going to be a, a first, second. Maybe he might be a third round pick. But there's not a there's not a superstar on this defense. I think I think no. I, I honestly think now eventually you're going to reach a point where you look they're just so much better. But 
I don't know if they're at that point yet. I think the scheme might be able to keep Mississippi State's defense in this game for at least you know the, the first first couple quarters. So you don't think it's going to be like an at Alabama situation? I don't. And add to that that Georgia's offense is nowhere near yeah, as good with as the first Alabama. time with a what, yeah with a with a break with a, a guy who hasn't started a game in. I mean, when was his last start for USC? Yeah, I, September no of of twenty nineteen. Been a long time since Zach or since uh, JT Daniels has hit the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it goes back to a little bit what we talked about on yesterday's show, in that you know if you want to sit down on Saturday night and watch this game and get yourself worked up and convince yourself you got a shot. I mean, there are some narratives that you can go with to convince yourself that you can at least be in it in the second quarter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know being in it in the second quarter is not really what you want, but, you know, at this juncture, you'll take what you can get if you're Mississippi State. And there are some storylines, whether it's JT Daniels' first start, whether it's, uh, you know, State's defense playing well and mm-hmm. Palmer yesterday talking about maybe Georgia runs some man defense, so maybe State gets some shots offensively. You, you can convince yourself that maybe – you're telling me there's a chance that you go to halftime with it at least close. Yeah, I, I <coughs> excuse me. I believe that. I believe there's those opportunities. The problem is that and I'm not saying I believe that that's going to ca- to happen. Yes, but I believe those opportunities are there. The problem is obviously the other side of the ball. Georgia's defense is the best in the SEC, yeah. in my opinion. Um, they were missing some key guys against Florida. Florida is, is great. Basically, they've played. They've had two bad defensive games against the two Heisman candidates in the conference. Funny how that works. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just not not overly surprising. Um, they're very good. They're very talented. Kirby Smart is an outstanding defensive coordinator. But and we get to go back to yesterday's interview again. If he comes out man to man early, that I think that at least gives State some opportunities to make a couple plays. I'm just saying this. If State gets the ball first, and Georgia comes out in man-to-man, I won't be completely surprised to see State drive the ball and maybe even score on the first drive. But if if Palmer's wrong and, and Smart is smart, which is, you know, obviously a <laughs> weird thing to say, but if Smart is smart... He's smart even when he's dumb. I mean, our coach is smarter than yours. Do you think, why, why weren't we making the t-shirts? <laughs> um... <laughs> But if he does, if he does what everybody else has done, if he if he just like look, I I know I hate the zone, but I'm just going to have to do this. Well, then yeah, this it's this is the biggest mismatch on paper states faced all year. Yeah. So I guess my question to you, and I sort of we sort of answered it yesterday, but is there any opportunity for Mississippi State it, it, here? Do you do you think that Kirby Smart will buck the trend? I just I can't I can't see him. Why would you? Because. I, that just is insane to me. If you have five games worth of film in which Mississippi State cannot move the football at all, um, their offensive line is not blocking three guys. You can do the rush three, drop eight thing, and and it's going to work. It just is at this point. Uh, that's not to say that it will forever work. State may eventually get to a point to where Will Rogers and company are able to overcome such things. But right now, I, you can't say that. To me, it would be absolute insanity 
if he did anything but that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe later on you get a lead or something and you go back to what you would rather do because that's what you're going to do down the road and let your guys, I guess, get a little practice in it man-to-man maybe. I don't know. That would be but, great for Mississippi State to be down – this sounds really weird, but to, if they're down like four, like four or five touchdowns, and George's like, "Look, let's just play our let's man defense," practice. and then State could get some reps in and be like, "All right, well, you know, how, how much good would it do Mississippi State to score two garbage touchdowns? Be great, be great for them." So, this is the problem I have with doing these previews now is I'm locked into what Mike Leach wants to do. I know there's no adjustment coming. I know what the other team is going to do defensively. So I can't sit here in good conscience and tell you, well, I think State has some opportunities to be successful. I, I don't. I can't tell you that because they don't. It feels like previewing the same game week after week after week with just different talent levels. Well, it's Groundhog Day again. again. And that's where we are right it now. It really is. Yeah. You know, Next week, I know what State's going to want to do. I know what Ole Miss is going to do. Ole Miss is terrible defensively. So maybe next week I can tell you, hey, look, Ole Miss is so bad defensively that it's possible State can fight. Because if you watch Ole Miss, and if you listen to Sports Talk Mississippi and you've heard Michael Borky talk about it, they're not just, you know, they're not just, you know, untalented. They are obviously poorly coached. They, they, they are, there are times where you look and there is not a, an Ole Miss defender on the screen with whoever the other team is, right? Well, I listen to they some of, blow coverages. I, they miss tackles. Yeah, I listened to some of uh, of Lane Kiffin's press conference from this past week. Maybe been like Wednesday. Uh, but it sounded like he, he said something to the effect of we don't even line up right sometimes. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that's coaching, right? That I mean, is that, coaching. That's, that's, that's not skill. That's getting your guys in the right spots. Um, yes. So, yeah, I think they have a double-pronged problem. I think you're right. Uh, so, so, so next, next week... week we can we could legitimately talk about Mississippi State being successful uh, offensively. This week, I can't in any good conscience sit here and tell you that that, that that even that opportunity exists. So if State gets 10 points in this game, I'll be pretty freaking shocked. Yeah, and if you told me they got 10, I might say it's because they got a pick six and got yeah. in plus territory. That, that's the way for them to get more points. It's to, you know. But I don't think they're going to get five or six of those. So I kind of think they might not win. Buddy, I'll tell you right now. If they get five pick sixes, I'm taking them to win. If you tell me that's <laughs> happening, I will I will buy into it. Oh, man. Yeah, so. it's... I don't know. It's, it's, as you said, it's almost difficult to preview these games because you just don't have any route to go other than to say what you have seen the last five weeks you're pretty likely to see again. And oh, by the way, it's one of the best teams you've played. So not only are you going to see what you've seen the last four or five weeks, it's probably going to be worse. And that's just where we're at with this thing right now. Doesn't mean it'll always be that way. State can always continue to develop and get guys older. Because I think some of this gets ignored. State is incredibly young, man. Like, And I know some of it's their own doing with some opt-outs and some guys leaving and some guys not even wanted to come back if if even if they wanted to come back i don't think they could i know state has kind of got itself in its current situation a little Mm -hmm. bit but this is a really young team that's going to get better well they keep getting younger every week it seems yeah because whoever is replacing marcus murphy is going to be inexperienced whoever replaces uh 
Nathan Pickering is going to be inexperienced. So, yeah. So, this is one of those things that if you buy into Leach, and I still buy into Leach, and if you really believe, hey, in a couple of years they're going to be really good, this is the kind of year that's going to really forge that. Because every, you're going to have an experienced team full of sophomores and juniors that, ha, that understand everything. You know, they, under, they have been through the war. Normally think about like that 2014 team, right? And you had so many seniors who had just been through it. This is a team that's going to have, because of the, having to play now and the fact that there are no red shirt years and they're just, everybody's getting extra years, they're going to be sophomores, some juniors, and they're just going to be completely battle-hardened at that point. And ready to play football. So, yeah. So, if, if you want to look down the road to find some positives, this could be one of them. The problem is, the short term, it's a really, really big negative because yeah. you're going to get handled. Here, here's this is, this is, I'll sum it up like this, and then we'll move on to, to playmakers. If State went over there with 85 guys, they'd still lose. Yeah. Yeah, if you told me today that State didn't have a single opt-out. and Yeah, they're going over there at best – 30 guys short. So that, 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 that tells you everything you need to know. Let's move on into our playmakers, brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Food truck up and running this weekend. Meals to go up and running this weekend. And, of course, the butcher shop itself open up and running this weekend, providing you with locally sourced grain-fed beef, the best you can buy. And, of course, with the holiday season coming up, guys, it's not too late to put in your orders for a whole beef tenderloin, a whole prime rib. They've got you taken care of there. There's just no way to go wrong with Welcome Home Beef. And, of course, I think I mentioned this yesterday. If you're a fan of the smoked sausage, and Lord knows that I am, the best country pleasing on the on the shelves at Welcome Home Beef. So why don't you call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them at welcomehomebeef.com or swing over to University Drive. And hit up and just see what's on the shelf there for yourself. Get to get to know the guys over there. They are great people, great service, always willing to take care of their customers. Give them a call. Give them your business today. I promise you, you won't regret it. Do you want to know why? Because it just tastes good. I, I have, I'm going to burden you with the task of picking an offensive playmaker. Uh, how about we go with the Georgia boy? From Atlanta, GA, Carver High. Atlanta, GA. <laughs> Joquavius Marks. How about we go with Marks? Because, I, I mean, the easy answer is, is Will, but I don't know. I just feel like when you're the, the Georgia boy going home, you've got to be a key part of this offense. Maybe that's just me rooting for a good storyline, but. I don't know. We'll go Jaquavius Marks. As he continues to mature, I really do think he's going to eventually be a, a superstar in this Leech offense. So why not start the, the pathway towards that in your home state? One thing I will say about Marks, you're going to get on me again. But it's sort of the same thing with Will Rogers. I haven't seen anything. I would like to see one. Can he break one run? Well, can he get one run? I, I want to see. I'd like to, I, I hope your playmaker is correct because I want to see – I'm not saying he has to score even. Just give me a 20, 30-yard run where you break a couple tackles and make a guy miss. You know. Now, the problem is it's not just on him. It's not just a one-man yeah, show. Yeah, he's going to need an offensive line that, that can bl- block more than a couple of guys. I would really like 
if they could work this out, I'm like, could could we let Rodgers and Marks run a couple plays behind George's offensive line, just so I it, just let's so see. I know at that point if Rodgers drops a dime in there, Marks breaks off a sixty yard. Okay, never mind. They are talented. It's just the line. I could just put it all to rest right there. <laughs> Can we work this out ahead of time? I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the passing game because, I mean, that's where it's going to be. Uh, so you got to pick a receiver. The guy who, who's who's getting the open is Austin Williams. Um, and he's the guy that they're looking to the most. So can he have five, six, seven catches in this game? Maybe convert a couple of third downs and move the chains. And I mean, I feel like that's the best case scenario for here. I, I, I don't see a hundred yard receiver. I mean, I'd be hard pressed to see a seventy yard receiver. I don't see anybody averaging ten yards a catch. So if it's a possession receiver game, well, that's your best possession receiver. So I'm gonna go with Austin Williams. Uh, defensively, I mean. Draw, just just draw a name out of that. Well, here's the thing: they're not gonna they're, they're gonna want to run the football, right? New quarterback, Zamir White's a good back. James Cook's a good back. They're they're going to hand the, the football off. So it, it's sort of it's that front six is what's going to be the key. Let's go with Crumity. You know, trying to control the interior, especially now with Pickering out, they're probably gonna have to lean on Crumity a little bit more. Yeah. So I think that he will be the guy that they sort of the, sort of the focal point. He he's gonna need to be at his best on Saturday. Uh, you know, we talked about we could be listening to the, doing this podcast, by the way, and saying you know, it doesn't actually happen. Every player we pick could not be playing. Yeah. yeah Although, could, man, could you imagine? What state run out there in the middle of that defensive line of Crumbity and Pickering are out? Man. I don't even know who the third guy is. Is it Alan Love? Maybe. You know? Yeah. Do you, do you tell Marcus Marquis Spencer he's got to move inside at that point? That seems like the best idea. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But Crumbity is who I'm going to go with for my uh, my defensive playmate. Yeah, well, you stole mine, and normally I would go somewhere else, but I'm not going to this time. I, I think you hit it. I, I think it's – if you've got to pick one guy to look at, again, assuming that he is playing, it is Crumbity. With no no pickering behind him, uh, a team that can run the football, Yeah, uh, th- there's just really no better place to, to go if you got to pick somebody than him. Yeah. Then who's your X factor? Uh, Brandon Ruiz to try and prevent the shutout with a field goal somewhere. Is that really what you're going to go with? I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, the X factor, I guess, is just can the offensive line show signs of life again, man? Because if you can, that changes everything. Like, to me, tell me if you disagree. If you can only change one thing about this team right now, it's make the offensive line better. Yes. Bottom line. And so going into every game, if they can – Show improvement. You know, I'm not say, saying that State's got to win the game because I don't think State's winning the game. I don't even think they're going to be in the game come the second half. If they can just show some signs of life and State can move the football a bit, but, but they're going to have to be the ones to kind of orchestrate that. So uh, being general, I guess, picking picking five guys, but but that offensive line's got to – I mean, they just got to get it going. Yeah. And until they do, State – this year, next year, whenever, until the line is good, state mm-hmm. is not going to be good. Yeah, no, you're definitely not wrong. Um, for me, I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, an X factor, somebody who can make a play that changes the game. I don't know that that player even exists for this team in, in the way it's currently constructed. So, I mean, I guess the X factor almost has to be the quarterback. Can Will Rogers? Who we assume is going to start, by the way. We haven't heard anything on that. 
I assume that's going to be the case. I feel pretty confident. I feel pretty confident, but yeah. and this year, you never know. Could be Stolberg. Uh, it can't be Stolberg. Yeah, I guess it couldn't. It can't be, yeah. I mean, if he's starting over Costello, why would Costello stay at that point? It's like, well, I'm not going to risk getting hurt in practice. Um, so, yeah, I guess I got to go with Will Rogers. Can he do something? Can he put together a couple of drives? Yeah, I mean, that, that's. Can he do, I just picture the meme with the guy with the stick poking. Yeah. The, just do something. Do something. <laughs> I don't know. So, R- Rogers is the guy. The line on this game, I think, is 24 and a half. Last time I checked, let me see if I can I can update that and see if you want to. It's 24 and a half. I'd, I'd, I'd go over. We're, well, yeah, I, I'm, I would definitely. At 24 and a half, I'm definitely taking Georgia um, and the points. But that said, what do you got? 25 now. Yeah. I'd still take Georgia and the points. Yeah. So what's your prediction then? Uh, I, I think State may struggle defensively because they're going to have – I mean, even if they don't have anybody out other than the ones that we know, know, know are not playing, they're probably going to struggle a little bit defensively. Um, I don't think that'll be bad. I just think it won't be as good as it's been. It'll be like Alabama a little bit. Uh, a little bit. But like you said, Georgia isn't quite as good offensively as Alabama. Right. And, I mean, State, I just have zero – I don't. I, I don't know why anybody would go into the game thinking they could move the ball. Not sports things happen, and maybe they do, but I don't know how anybody could predict it. So I don't think State moves the ball much. It's so tough to call a shutout, though, is the thing right. in, in football. So I'm not going to do that. But uh, thirty-eight-seven. Yeah, thirty-eight-seven, Georgia. We're basically on the same page there. I was going to say thirty-five-seven. I just. I just don't have, you know, I, I just don't see the state being able to do much of anything in this game offensively and defensively. They'll eventually just crack. So 38 7 from Joel, 35 7 from me. We'll see what happens. And then next week, we will be in egg bowl mode. We'll have a lot of good content for you. Uh, and as we get ready for Mississippi State, heading up to Oxford to play the Ole Miss Rebels. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy the college football. Try to stay safe if you're out there. This virus seems to just keep cranking up. Please try to stay safe. We want to keep everybody uh, happy and healthy, and we'll get ready for a great Thanksgiving week and Egg Bowl week. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.